0: That's where we help students become leaders. Today, we're going to be talking about communication as a leader. This is a really big topic that often goes overlooked. And we're going to talk about three big things that is, when are we communicating, understanding what we are communicating, and why we are communicating. Here's a big thought to start us out most of us assume that people understand what we have communicated, but other times in other times, we assume that we don't need to communicate because we they already know. Most often, people feel confused and desire more clarity. People feel confused and desire more clarity. And we're going to start off with this first point, which is when. As a leader, you are always communicating. Even when we're silent, if we remain silent, we are still communicating a heart, a culture. We're communicating something. And there's certain moments within leadership where you really have to emphasize communication. Um, for uh, I'm going to list five, but there's more when there is any kind of change or something new you need to really emphasize communication if you make an announcement that there's going to be a change and you think that okay well i told them you're wrong you're deceiving yourself because people need even more clarification the the number 2 is when there should be appreciation. Sometimes we think that people know that we're grateful for them, that we appreciate them. But as a leader, you you need to say it, you need to show it. It, Just saying it one time, once a year is not enough. You have to have an ongoing communication of appreciation. Uh, Number three is when there should be a correction. Now, I feel like when we aspire to leadership, We think that we'll be great at this, that like a lot of young leaders, especially have this mindset that they're just these cold blooded killers that they're that they're uh, even like little hitman just ready to take people out that disagree with them because they know how it's really done. But then when you actually get into leadership, you realize that you actually care about the people you're leading. There's a there's a different emotion connected to it. And good leaders care about the people they're leading to where. It's actually not that easy to correct people. It, it, there's there's a certain confrontation that comes from it that often leads a uh, a lot of leaders leaving this place space blank where they don't give the correction when it's needed. Now I'm not saying that we should be vicious. We should be you know appropriate in our attitude and and when when we need to be gentle, when we need to be more coarse, but do not skip communicating correction. Number four is ongoing routines and checkups. We need to continually uh, check bases of of things that we're a part of. And there's two reasons that you need to do this. One, so that you can have a a well-rounded knowledge of your organization or whatever it is that you're leading. But also so that people know that you care. Even if you, you have no idea that the depths or the details of of all that goes on within this sub-ministry or this sub-group, it still matters that you care enough to ask. And and it's it's all about communication. What you're communicating by asking and that is that you care. And number five is for relationship to your position. There's a, a classic saying, that rules without relationship lead to rebellion. If you've ever been a part of a workplace or an organization to where there's just no relationship with the main leader, it, it is just a sour experience. And even oftentimes the leader cares about the people. They, they think that they know that they, they're friendly or that they're approachable. And they're usually surprised that everyone feels like they can't talk to them and so having a relational aspect to your leadership requires communication now i want to i want to jump back to the first one i said about whenever there's a change cuz this is a really big one and i i wanted to take time to emphasize it whenever there's a change or something new you must know that you set the tone you set the atmosphere of whatever that change is going to be and there's certain changes to leadership that we don't even like ourselves. And we're just kind of like, well, guys, it's just how it is. And we have to, we're going to just have to do it. And what i found when I was, uh, even when I was a youth pastor, there's oftentimes where we had changes that we didn't like. And even though I felt sour about it and I could talk to my wife about how I felt, you know, indignant about certain situations we would never communicate that to the rest of the people. We, we even if we had a, a something we didn't want to do, we would communicate it as if it was the best thing that has ever happened. It was like this great opportunity. Now, I, I don't don't want to confuse you in thinking that we should deceive our people and lie to them, but I, I am saying that your attitude. Will mark the attitude for everybody else. If it's a, you're always able to bring hope into the majority of situations, and even if it's not the best circumstances, you're able to present it with a hopeful attitude. Uh, even right now, I'm I'm a church planter, a pastor, and recently we we were moving locations, our gathering place, and. I had a set spot that we were going to move into. I had a great rapport and relationship with this organization. And last minute, they were recently bought out by a, a, a corporate company. And so while well before is more like a, a sole proprietor and they could just make decisions like, yeah, y'all can use the space, they, they had to kind of put that request through corporate. And again, this is a month in advance I had prepared and I was ready for this space And then the week before we were supposed to switch to this new location, their corporate office came back and said, well, our risk management team doesn't think it's a good idea. We're going to have to say no on this. It's horrible news. I was devastated. And I was full of anxiety. I was stressed out. But to the rest of our church, the rest of our team, I knew I had to raise the bar of expectation and hope in this seemingly hopeless situation for me. And we ended up going, uh, doing this, this season of doing home church style uh, services, where we're switching off in between people's homes until this, until we could find a space that would suit us. And again, this is a bad situation. But the way I presented it is, you know what? This is a great opportunity for us to deepen our community. For the next month or so, we're gonna, we're gonna just focus on deepening our community. And we're gonna go as far as just meeting in each other's houses and, and getting on an intimate level. And man, people loved it. It's been a great experience. I've been surprised about how great the the experience has been, how great the response has been. But if I would have kept that that Sour attitude and let it leak to everybody else. I guarantee you that they were they would not have been excited about meeting in each other's homes. If I would have presented how I originally thought, oh man, this is we're going backwards instead of forwards. I you know I feel so uh, down about this. I feel discouraged, and I just want to be open with you guys about it. Y- yeah, you can, but I'd would, I would much rather argue that. I can bring hope to the hopeless situation. And man, we were so excited. It's been great. It's past my expectations. So again, it's all about your attitude and how you communicate, especially when it's a change or something new. Now, let's look at what we're communicating when we're communicating. Now, again, there's five things we're gonna talk about. What you're communicating. First, you're communicating heart. The heart of something matters because it motivates, it motivates people when they feel connected to the heart of what you're communicating. Number two is the intention, making the intention clear of where, where what you want to happen, what you want to happen with whatever you're communicating. Number three, reason or purpose, giving an explanation to what you're saying, all of these things Give way for a much clearer understanding. I'm telling you, there's, for the first several years of leadership, I would say even now, there's often times where I think that I did a good job at explaining my heart, the intention, or the reason or purpose. And then just a couple months later, people are like, so why are we doing this anyway? <laughs> and I'm telling you, you need to emphasize of what you're actually communicating and being clear. Number four is having a balanced how. That this has little subpoints, and that is, give enough to give clear guidance. Give enough information when it comes to how. If you're communicating how to do something, how we're going to move forward, give enough to where there's a clear guidance, a clear roadmap. But you don't want to overdo it to where you come across as micromanaging, where you're robbing people of their creativity. uh, As another example, I'll I'll share. um, We I I made a clear a a clear uh, intention of communicating that we need to fundraise for our church this year, and I gave a clear roadmap of of some expect expected numbers and some possible ways that we could fundraise. And there's some people that volunteered. Well, what if we did this, and 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 I could lead it. See that was a perfect, it was just as perfect scenes where I was like, I gave the roadmap. And once they volunteered, said I could do this. I said, great, run with it. And if you need, uh, I can help you with any spot you have, but you can just lead this and I'll help you with ever, whatever, whatever guidance you need. And so it's like that balance of giving clear direction, but not robbing people of creativity on that road. And number five is communicating vision. We, we really got to communicate what that vision looks like. And I always go as far to say communicating even the values that you have, the, the purpose that you have, the everything within your organization, communicating that into the vision to where even the way that you speak is all connected to this vision that you have. It's it such a powerful thing. Not only the way that you speak, but you, to where you do it enough. You do this, this enough to where other people communicate in that way. Like One of the most quoted things that I say is, is do your best and forget the rest. And I've said that enough times within the way that I communicate heart, intention, our reasons, how we do things, our vision. I've communicated that enough times to where now people say it themselves. They have, they have adopted these, these what's in our organization, in our church. And that's how you have to communicate as well. Now we're gonna end on this final thought is why? Why is this all such a big deal? And we must uh, understand that the importance of your need, the importance of your need to communicate is pivotal in being successful and desired as a leader. I want to be clear that there's a difference between being a successful leader and being a desired leader. We can be successful and disdained by those who are with us at the same time. I think that we should strive to be both to where we're, where people enjoy in us as a leader. They enjoy being a part of our team. They feel inspired, they feel connected. And that's one aspect, but we're just that, but we don't get anything done, that will be short-lived. But we're we're both the people person as well as the successful person when it comes to leadership. You must strive to do both. If you focus all on success, you will not be able to repeat that success. And if you focus all on being a a desirable leader, a leader that people like to follow and don't do any practical stuff when it comes to success, then people will not follow you for long. Your team needs your voice and your direction. It is so important for you to understand that you matter. A lot of leaders, uh, let me rephrase that, a lot of good leaders Often are surprised at their level of impact. It, 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 they don't realize how important their voice is, how important their direction is. Your team really counts on you. Number two is that your your culture is either created or tolerated. This is something that Craig Rochelle says: your culture is either created or tolerated, and so your language is important. Just like I was saying in this last point, how you communicate that language. It, it it matters how you communicate those values it matters and if you do not have intention in doing this that this some other type of culture will come about someone else will uh, it, it's so easy to happen to fall into a culture of of gossip or hopelessness or discouragement or where everyone's like well nothing ever gets done around here well yeah they say that but they never really do that you have to learn how, to, uh, how important it is. You have to understand why it's important to communicate because you don't want to have those, those, those water cooler conversations be a negative thing within your, your group. Number three is people will either follow you or leave you based on you your showing that you care. You have to show that you care and you do that by communication. Again, it, it, it is not enough for people to, to know they have to really feel it. And it's your job to communicate that to them, that you really care. And I'll go as far to say that it's, it's not enough to say I love you, but it does help. <laughs> you are re- Number four is you are responsible. If something was missed, that means that we didn't communicate well enough as leaders. We have to, the buck should stop at leadership Everything rises and falls on the leader. And as you make this transition from student or follower to leader, you have to pick up this weight of being responsible. And it's not just enough to say that you're responsible. You have to take action of responsibility to recognize that if something was missed, you didn't communicate it well enough. Number five, attitude communicated can make or break any service, events, or team. I started by talking about that and I'll end by talking about it. Attitude can make or break anything. And you can have a lack of resources, you can have a, an event that you don't want to do. You can have people missing from your team. But if you project a great attitude that's full of hope, that is able to inspire, man, you are able to do so much. You you your potential is capped by your attitude, truly. All that being said, let's have some takeaway. I I want you to do this to to do a self-inventory on your communication as a young leader. First, list at least three areas of moments and times that are lacking communication within your your team or yourself. And if you're not sure of of what that looks like, try asking your team members. Asking your team members of areas that have lacked communication, and they'll be happy to tell you. (laughs) They may be reluctant at first or a little too fast to tell you, but they will tell you. Number two, what is one thing that you need to start communicating to your team today? What is one thing? Don't think about all the things. Try just starting with one single thing that you need to start communicating today. Number three, is the culture of communication in your team healthy or unhealthy? Write down three values that you want to be in your team's culture of communication. Again, we have to recognize, look in the mirror and see, am I, is this healthy or unhealthy? The way that I communicate. And after that, let's do that application, write three values that you want to be in your team's culture of communication. With all that being said, that closes out our podcast today, that closes out our show. I hope that was meaningful for you. I hope that was edifying to your leadership. Till next time. A great life.